0: I got a story to tell. And I've got more than I bargained for.
1: Date Fight! Hello there. Hello. Welcome to Date Fight. It's a podcast where we take great things that yes, occurred on this day in history and we pitch them
0: against each other. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley. And together we have taken two of the bedtime stories of history from the Anthology of Time and are reading them to you to lull you to sleep. (laughs) Well, I mean, hopefully... (laughs) Hopefully not actually to sleep, though. No. Stay awake, especially if you're driving. Stay awake, but you shouldn't (laughs) be. Go home. Get out of the car. (laughs) I'm going to take you to the 26th of March, 1830, and the publication of a certain book by Joseph Smith. Now, Joseph Smith, when he was 17 years old had uh, an experience with an angel called Moroni who appeared to him and told him that nearby... uh, Who would have thought it? I mean, if there was a nearby hidden uh, religious text, who would have thought that God would have hidden it in upstate New York? Not many people. Perfect spot. Joseph Smith. Hmm? Perfect spot. They'll never think of that. (laughs) Precisely, <laughs> this is my revelation unto the world, which I want no one to ever find. <laughs> um, so he said, Go and find it. And uh, Joseph Smith did, and he went and he found the revelation from the A- angel Moroni written on golden plates in uh, what appeared to be Reformed Egyptian. How he knew that, I don't know. I'm not sure Joseph Smith really spoke Egyptian or read it, but apparently it was Reformed <laughs> Egyptian, but he was given. A magical pair of spectacles by the angel. And when he put them on, he could read it in English. And thus was revealed to him... Were they like X-ray specs? Yes, exactly like X-ray specs. But, well, not yeah. exactly. Less less good than X-ray specs. Um, oh, uh-huh. one day we should do X-ray specs, because they were sold... Uh, those adverts with the X-ray specs in the hand and the and the lady walking past. Uh, were um, yeah. They were all to fund the far right. So if you bought sea monkeys or X-ray specs or any of those things, you were funding white nationalists in the mid-20th century. But back to 1830 when oh. Joseph Smith, yes we'll do that story at some point Joseph Smith uh, went to find the gold plates on which were written the Book of Mormon which only he could see using his magical spectacles uh, but then he left them there by mistake and he had to come back and tell everyone uh, what it said on them because no one else was allowed to see them. They were very special no. golden plates that no one else no. was allowed to see uh, so he... Yeah, well this all makes sense, Ness <laughs> Yes, he hid them behind a sheet uh, so that people wouldn't uh, look at them and he used to go behind the sheet and then come back out and then tell people what they said and they'd write it down. And by 1830, they were finished and published the Book of Mormon. Now, just for a bit of history on Joseph Smith, Joseph Smith had started his career as a treasure hunter uh, who had, or who said he had, a magical stone which helped him find things. Uh, In 1826, he was brought before the court for pretending to find lost treasure when he wasn't, and was found guilty. In February 1837 he was tried for illegal banking and found guilty. In 1838 he fled Ohio for charges of banking fraud. Um, In 1838 he also went round to the house of a judge and threatened to kill him. In 1842 he tried to assassinate the governor of Missouri. In 1842 he also fled Missouri because he was wanted there on charges of treason. Um, This is very like Jesus. Yeah I think he's very much taken Jesus's example to heart. Um, So he went from um, Ohio to Missouri, and eventually, you know, they found Salt Lake City where no one would tell them what to do. And so they lived there. Now, the Book of Mormon had some very important revelations in it, such as in 600 BC, um, Lehi and his family left Jerusalem and went to America. And that's mm. why there were people in America. It's because they were the lost tribe of Israel. Um, it is the... makes sense. According to Joseph Smith, it is the most correct of any book on earth, which is quite a nice Trumpian turn of phase, phrase. <laughs> uh, it also mentions when they got to America, they found cattle, horses, asses, oxen, sheep, swine, goats, elephants, wheat, steel, brass, chains. Um, and that's what it, None of which... Uh, appear in the archaeological record, which must have been even more miraculous that all those things were there and then just vanished before anyone else could oh. find them. Anyway, uh, there are currently 150 million copies of the Book of Mormon in print, 16 million members of the Church of Latter-day Saints, so it's good to know that um, something like the Book of Mormon can remain as popular even in these deeply cynical times, because you'd think that a book no one else was allowed to look at, written by an obvious fraudster, would raise red flags for people, but it doesn't. Oh. I feel like you're a bit cynical about it, and I think that's a bit
1: sad. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um, Cheer us up with whatever you've got. Well, I can't really compete with you because I want to talk about the first publication of a work of fiction. Uh, So it's going to be a bit of a gear shift for you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I would like to take you, if I may, please, to the uh, 26th of March, 1484. Ooh. And William Caxton, mm. legend, uh, prints the first ever English translation of Aesop's Fables. Oh, took long enough. I mean, they were supposed yeah. to have been written about 600 BCE.
0: That's two thousand years. Took him to translate yeah. that.
1: Yeah, how long? I mean, how hard was it? Caxton, you it muppet. It was in
0: Greek, though. All Greek to no. me, he said. And
1: yes, the oral tradition. Yes. Um, which is a great tradition, and um. <laughs> three centuries of oral tradition yeah uh, and you know i think most people would be tired of it by then so they, they <laughs> wrote them down so uh you know the original stories who knows i, I suspect aesop was a bit rubbish um yeah. since lots of other jokes and proverbs and wise things had been ascribed to him by them do
0: you uh, reckon he was like a sort of Sixth century BC, uh, Johnny Carson just picking up jokes wherever he found them and repurposing them into fables. Yeah, I think you know that one about the fox and the grapes. Oh, yeah,
1: no, no, no. go ahead, yeah. tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's extraordinary, you know, you considering how old they are two and a half thousand years old, these stories, and yet still so mm. relevant. Uh, just looking at some of the titles now mm. <laughs> Normski and the seven angry turtles. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the frog who got trodden on, um, the <laughs> yeah. the angry snapper, and <laughs> I'm just making
0: this I'm just
1: so pointless. I'm sorry. You can do your birthday now.
0: Okay. Happy birthday to Sandra Day O'Connor, born in 1930. She was the first female member of the Supreme Court. Um, she was put there by Ronald Reagan, who'd promised to install a woman on the Supreme Court. She grew up on a ranch uh, in a house without electricity or running water, and from a young age went out and shot jackrabbits to bring back food. While she was at Stanford, she dated William Rehnquist, who was also on the Supreme Court at the same time, so I reckon there were some nice embarrassing moments on the first day they both turned up for the Supreme Court 60 years later. Um, She was sided with the majority quite often, and was the deciding vote in Bush versus Gore. Um, But Some people said she should have recused herself because she was on record on the night of the election uh, complaining that Al Gore had won when she thought he'd won because it meant she wouldn't be able to retire in order to have um, her seat filled by a Republican. But she didn't recuse herself. She stayed in place and was the swing vote in Bush versus Gore. And so she invented the 21st century as we know it. Happy birthday, Sandra Day O'Connor.
1: That was nice. I've got a death day for you. Mm. Uh, And it's on a similar sort of tip, actually, funnily enough. Uh, Geraldine Ferraro. Ah, yes. Known
0: to her friends as Jerry. (laughs) Jerry Ferreri. Uh,
1: She uh, died in 2011 on this day. Mm. Uh, She's an American attorney and Democratic Party politician. Mm. Uh, First female vice presidential candidate, representing a major American political party. I mean, who could forget uh, all of those female candidates for the... uh, (laughs)
0: Libertarian all, Party.
1: Yeah, yeah, whatever. I was getting a joke to follow. I could put <laughs> it out We've really, we've really got the
0: time in today. Yeah,
1: it's terrible. I'm so sorry. It's been a really wild time, and we'll be able to tell you why soon, which yes. is really great. Next
0: week, we can tell you.
1: Yes. Uh, anyway, she did lots of very cool stuff and she uh, died. Is that okay? <laughs> Uh, no, she was, uh, she, was, she was. She was. She was. She was the United States ambassador to the United Nations Commission on Human Rights, uh, and she wrote lots of stuff, and she made loads of money and stuff, and she helped uh, with the famously successful 2008 Hillary Clinton presidential campaign.
0: <laughs> uh, so A litany that, of so. success, procedure. Yes. I believe uh, yes. when she was standing as vice president, that was the worst ever result for the Democratic presidential candidate, wasn't it? I think they lost every state bar one in 1984.
1: Well, you've got... I mean, listen, I'm, I, when it comes to, you know, results of elections and stuff, you're, you're probably asking the wrong guy because I have some very strong views on that.
0: <laughs> well, I hope you'll bring them to us all at a time to be determined. <laughs> Not this time. Uh, That's it for today. Uh, Wow. And
1: didn't didn't we do well? Nat did very well. (laughs) I'm going to give myself uh, a D, I think. Uh, And we'll be back with more tomorrow. If you wouldn't mind subscribing and sharing and doing all the things. That That would be be great. great.
0: We can be your daily moment of freedom from whatever it is you're having to do in your life at the moment. Come join us every morning and also, join us on Twitter and on Facebook oh, and all those things.
1: Yeah, but perhaps, you know, we can be a perfect
0: complement to some gardening. Have you done some gardening, that yet? I haven't, no. I'm about to go outside and do that now. Oh, I'll well, go and do that, then. So if you hear reports that a man's garden caught on fire, uh, that'll have been me. <laughs> Are you not a confident <laughs> gardener? <laughs> I am not entirely confident of what I'll be doing. Man bleeds out as garden <laughs> burns around him. <laughs> Amazing work
1: looking forward to that. Right, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.